0: What started as a calm and inviting feeling now seems ominous. You can't decide if you're welcome or if you should leave. Both sensations are almost overwhelming. Off in the distance, you swear you hear the sound of a dog barking and a man calling after him. You turn towards the direction of the commotion, but stop short at the sound of a childlike laughter nearby. The hairs on the back of your neck stand up. You're frozen in place until you hear three gunshots followed by the screaming and wailing from what had to be dozens of people. You spin around just in time for silence to fall over the cemetery once more. As you strain to see through the darkness, the glint of two green eyes peer back at you from behind the mausoleum. Oh, yeah, I can't.
1: You can't say that. probably
0: can't say that. I don't know. You know what I I do know, know. though?
1: What? Hello. You were listening to Or So They Say, the podcast where two sisters travel small-town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey.
0: And I'm Megan.
1: And we're back again. Guess who's back? Okay, we're starting strong. We're starting strong. Okay. So, like you heard in the intro, today we're going to... We did (laughs) that weird. Why did we do that? Oh, go go okay. ahead. You we're go doing
0: Highland Lawn Cemetery. Th- I feel
1: like it lost all of its luster leading up to it. but Yeah, we're doing Highland Lawn Cemetery, uh, which is probably well. I was just about to make assumptions here that it's the largest cemetery in in Terre Haute slash Vigo County, but I didn't do the history on this. Mm. Megan is making the mm.
0: interesting,
1: interesting phase, so mm. nice. I'm sh- we'll probably <laughs> we'll probably get to that. Um. <laughs> Okay,
0: so I'm thirsty. What are we drinking? So this one, it will make sense. This will all come full circle here. To fruition? Yes, yeah. <laughs> here shortly. But I'm keeping it as local as possible. So we are based out of Terre Haute. Highland Lawn Cemetery is located in Terre Haute, Indiana.
1: There you go.
0: Yes, yes, Indiana. Uh, so I picked a beer that is brewed... Right here in Terre Haute, Indiana. Terre Haute Brewing Company. It's
1: like literally right behind where I work.
0: You're going right. to triangulate yourself.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't let no one go know. find me.
0: So <laughs> Go ahead. Come find me. We are drinking The Legend of Stiffy Undead, which sounds mm-hmm. weird out of context. But...
1: The can's really cool, actually. So the can...
0: Picture this. It's a bulldog wearing like a bowler hat and he's kind of got like this cyberpunk sort of look to Think him. Think of
1: what is what is what is Arnold Schwarzenegger, the
0: ter- the Terminator
1: but a bulldog and green.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's got one green eye and I'll explain this later, but he's a bulldog with one green green eye and this is a I feel like a, one of the m- most well-known stories in Terra Hope and yeah. it has ties to the cemetery says the undead revamp of the traditional stiffy green stiffy undead is reanimated using columbus cascade and centennial hops this west coast ipa is double dry hopped for hauntingly I... hoppy delicious guys folks people of
1: all everything Literally, as she said, as I saw the words IPA start to come down the line, I mm. I didn't even get to the part where it said double dry hopped. And I'm very sad because I Ugh. hate Spooky IPAs.
0: smooth with a hoppy bite. Get, get a, a Stiffy. Get a
1: Stiffy? That's yeah. the best <laughs> they could come up with? The can Go get is really
0: cool. Okay, And the, actually, look behind Stiffy Green's head to the right.
1: It says...
0: Highland Lawn, Lawn Cemetery, Cemetery. See? And there's a bat. It all comes together. <laughs> the bat's really the
1: important part.
0: It's very cool, actually. The can is very cool. It's probably where 25% know.
1: of the price of the
0: beer goes. This but... is expensive. This, And normally I try to go for a wine, but I'll be honest, when I did this story, I immediately knew this is the drink That's I was true. going to pick yeah, with it. yeah, we just threw it off. So, yeah, I... Oh,
1: well, I like beer. You know I'm here for it.
0: I know, and I'm not usually a beer person, but
1: lady quit man that's
0: one gosh Gosh, darn it
1: three strikes and you're out of this house i'm gonna throw you on the (laughs) street and then i'm
0: really gonna get angry
1: (laughs) over here making (laughs) sultry eyes at me like that's gonna fix
0: everything and it just might (laughs) so um the can is super cool i'm not a big beer person i I even looked through the wines, but my heart was set on this because of the story I'm doing this week. So yes, we're going with this. So so
1: let's open it And it's
0: not chilled because we literally never have time to chill anything. One of these
1: days we're actually going to plan this well. (laughs) It's not today. No, today's not that day. We're about, is it? what? Oh gosh. It doesn't matter. It's okay. We're recording this late and time management is still not on our side. It's fine.
0: All right, so we're obviously cracking this, so let's do it. Crack it, it three, away from the mic, please. Two, th- wait, one, no,
1: start over. What? Five. Okay, three, two, one. Oh, Pre- that was a premature. Oh, was... It's foamy. It's I can very foamy. smell it from here. Oh, why does it smell like green? Apple? It is green. Oh, guys, oh, it's green. Man. <laughs> it kind of looks like Mountain Dew.
0: Oh, oh no. I'm sorry. I got it on my hand. I had to lick it off and it was just the foam. So I'm really hoping that is not indicative of how. Let's just, you know what? Let's just go in because I already have a feeling. I hate this. Let's do uh, okay. it. Okay. God. Megan is struggling.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say in front of God and everybody right now, I like this. <gasps> I do. I hate oh. IPAs. They make me shudder.
0: This is honestly really good. My eyes started twitching. It's just it's so hoppy. Oh my god. I I'm I like it.
1: If green had a taste,
0: this better not be it.
1: Okay. Green is Megan's favorite color still i don't know where you're at anymore i
0: don't i kind of like them all equally
1: okay <laughs> so I you're don't not even know. the gay one get out of here with that Stop. rainbow nonsense. no
0: it's it doesn't matter it's not even <laughs> that it's just if i think of the color green it's like apple or this
1: kind of taste appley does it not does it give what does it say are you high no. are you okay no i'm fine no it's okay Guys, I don't like IPAs. If you like beer and you're hesitant about IPAs, go get this. It's It didn't really give a great description to me. Maybe it's because it's green. I get like fruity, like almost appley notes. It's a little, it's got that weird metallic hoppy taste at the front um, that you can't get away from with IPAs, unfortunately.
0: It's got like a grapefruit fruit tartness to there's it there's
1: definitely there's a fruit happening and I can't yeah pu- I can't put my finger on it but I'm very, sticking with grapefruit yeah definitely double hopped dry at the front and then just this fruit and it finishes really smooth I am <laughs>
0: <laughs> no I no, I'm here for it shoot I'm glad she's hyping it up I'm just I'm not a beer drinker oh, I'm I, shook. I will but I'm not like that's not my first choice and I knew going in when I saw it, I said, I I probably wasn't going to put it up at the top, and I'm not, but...
1: I feel like Megan can probably see me like squinting and getting a little nervous each time I take a drink, and then every time I'm surprised and delighted. <sighs> uh, I know. <laughs> Refreshed. Relieved. Go buy Terre Haute Brewing Company's The Legend of Stiffy Undead. Go do it.
0: All right, let's just jump right in. So Highland Lawn Cemetery is located here in Terre Haute, Indiana. It is on Wabash Avenue. The actual address is four four two two zero Wabash Avenue, no country road, no gravel. I was like, why does that feel so nice? Right, that's it. (laughs) Four four two two zero Wabash Avenue.
1: And now I'm sorry if we sound drastically different from what we sounded like a second ago. I had to tweak some things. Um,
0: Hopefully this is better. We'll find out. We're back. So the cemetery is uh, one of only two cemeteries that's actually owned by Terre Haute. Uh, Which I thought was weird. Like the city of Terre Haute owns the, uh the cemetery.
1: That's weird. I'm guessing the other one is on 3rd Street, the big one on 3rd yes, Street? Yes, okay, it is. That is
0: Woodlawn Cemetery, okay, that I pops to say up like, a
1: lot. Oh, which this is a good time to mention. The last episode, I just thought of it now in this moment. A couple of you reached out to me because I could not for the life of me think of the cemetery oh. in Indianapolis. It's Crown Hill Cemetery, and it's on Michigan, not Washington. It's 38th in Michigan. I am a fool. <laughs> I feel so dumb.
0: Close uh, enough. So yeah,
1: and also, while we're on the topic of things that people called last episode the the movie that we were referencing last time was repo
0: a genetic genetic opera opera. it's repo the
1: genetic opera by the way
0: oh weird right yeah i think i knew that yeah well i don't like it sounds right i don't know
1: it feels weird anyway so yeah for those of you playing along at home (laughs) sorry (laughs) i didn't reach out to you maybe i will here eventually but it was repo and crown hill cemetery at 13th and michigan go on megan
0: good gucci i guess Okay, so the cemetery is listed in the Cemetery and Burial Grounds Registry of the Indiana Department of Natural Resources and in the State Historical, Architectural, and Archaeological Research Database. Well, shoo why, that's did you, a mouthful. why did
1: you say that like doctor such and such from we're back the museum, museum of natural, natural history. history thank you it's a mouthful <laughs> it's i would i said the movie charm. i said the movie title i wish i wouldn't have that's Aww. a that's a solid one though guys go listen go watch we're, we're back,
0: back. Mm, it's um, a good one i
1: can't think of the doctor's name though oh uh, well because well, his brother what's his brother's name the bad guy there you go that's your that's what you have to
0: oh i almost said it yes i know i almost said it so
1: yeah we're starting we're doing it early if you guys want to play along what is the nice doctor's brother's name in the movie we're back the classic movie it's wonderful cartoon
0: dinosaurs that's
1: all you get that's all he was scary and honestly his demise like stuck with me for a really long time it's trauma really unsettling
0: Traumatizing.
1: Okay, let's get on track.
0: All right, so the cemetery opened in 1884, and it is 139 acres.
1: That that seems it's weird because it sounds like a lot, but it also seems like not enough.
0: I don't know. I'm torn. I I guess that would mean it's about right. When I heard it, I was like, "Wow." Like, it just seemed big to me. It
1: seems like a big number, but then I think about, I just passed a lot today that was like five acres, and I was like, that looks like nothing, so I don't know.
0: 139 an acres. Ancient. Now, it's only, it's the second oldest cemetery in Terre Haute, first mm-hmm. one being Woodlawn Cemetery, which we did mention earlier, so. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense. Um, Woodlawn Cemetery uh, is only 40 acres, and it opened up in 1835, wow okay so if that lets you know 40 acres is the size of that one that to me seems small but to hear that highland lawn is 139 I was like
1: they both sound wrong in Uh, different ways I don't know but it's right clearly we're not landscape people
0: <laughs> so a little bit of history and if you go to our website or so they say pod.com uh we'll have some pictures up when you first pull into the cemetery it's like this really nice arch like castle looking arch when you first pull yeah, into it's, highland lawn it's a big to do um it is and then up on, towards the back of the cemetery, there is also a chapel, and that one was built in 1893, so that would be nine oh. years after the cemetery actually opened. Yeah. Um, the cost of that chapel was $10,000.
1: At, the, at time, the time?
0: Oh, of course, at the time. Jesus. It God. has to be, which I didn't do any sort of conversion, so.
1: I'm willing to bet 1893?
0: 1893. 1893
1: was a $10,000 project. That's gotta be i feel like that's got to be hundreds of thousands if not like a million i don't know maybe i'm like way overshooting while you're doing i'm going to quietly search that
0: so it's an example of what's called richardsonian romanesque architecture and it was popular in the 1870s uh to the 1900s it was renovated in 1987 so creeping up on its hundred year anniversary. It was renovated and completed in the following year of 1988. Um, Oh, the gateway arch. That's what it's called. It was, uh, built by the bell tower in 1894. So that would have been the year after the chapel. So the chapel was actually there before the archway was, I mean, it was only a year difference. So, um, it's 36 feet long and 19 feet wide, if you're really interested. Uh, it was actually the current office that's built off of the archway when you first pull in. It was built in 1909 as the old in- interurban trolley car waiting station, and then it was converted into their office later.
1: I have an inflation calculator here, and I'm just trying to figure this out, and I want you to know that I put in $10,000 right in 1893. Yes. It doesn't, it says not, basically not applicable. It's like, I don't know. Why is it not? Okay, this is booty. This inflation calculator's booty. It's just a lot of money, okay? Hmm. Okay.
0: Mm, nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um... So it was placed on the National Register and State Register of Historic Places, the actual cemetery itself, in 1991, and it's recognized as one of the most beautiful cemeteries in the country and the second largest in the state of Indiana.
1: That, Indiana has some weird little nuggets like that. I th- we also have like an internationally recognized airport, like one of the nicest airports in the freaking right. world. of uh, all
0: places in Terre Haute. Which is so weird. Well, but... not the
1: airport, but the cemetery. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's why I mean the cemetery. That it's the second largest in the entire state of Indiana and it's recognized as the most beautiful cemetery. To be fair, it, I can get behind that. It
1: honestly is. It's really nice. We I, we walk it just for kids. When
0: I'm feeling healthy and living my best life, I do walk slash jog that cemetery sometimes, which when I first tell people they're like, Ugh cemetery I'm like, no no, just like take a trip take a drive go through the cemetery and they're like oh you right
1: when they get there so. um quick aside because i finally found something a different this is the last time i'm going to look at it a different inflation calculator first of all it won't even let me go back to 1893 it only lets me go as far back as 1914 but ten thousand dollars in 1914 would be the equivalent of 262 thousand dollars today so yeah oh. yeah you know, like 300 it's still a lot. probably like 300 thousand dollars to Just rent that freaking chapel. Uh-uh. Is it worth it? Just go die
0: somewhere <laughs> quietly on your own, whatever. I mean, it's still nice. I don't know. Um, it's got like stained glass windows and things like that, so it's a very, um, detailed building, I guess. Yeah, nice little, just little up there on the hill, just hanging out when the sun hits it just right. Mm. <laughs> that hill sings. <laughs>
1: we have a second one. Oh
0: my gosh, we can't have this many movies. Movie, we just quote our... a lot of movies, but go ahead, get go ahead and guess. used to it. So, there is a lot of mausoleums in this cemetery. Each of them are individually owned and can hold up to as uh, hold up to sixteen people in some of them, in some of those mausoleums. So that's that's a lot yeah of oh. people just squished in there i like my space I'm, i would like my oh. own mausoleum oh. please and thank you in this pandemic mm. <laughs> um can't really no social distancing happening there so. right the there are sub, sub there are single and double monuments in the cemetery and the larger ones are obviously for our more prominent wealthy families mm. so if you want those to...
1: even people who aren't even dead yet Oh. who apparently want to be the face
0: of the freaking cemetery right at the entrance the big pyramid she's That's, still alive
1: no not even so. them the black one that keeps getting oh, destroyed yes, because a nobody
0: really likes tall them. black one with its own spotlight it's whatever Ugh. so some Ugh. of them are have passed there's like a little plot there okay sorry passed. like
1: r.i.p and peace i guess some whatever but uh.
0: It's still not right what they're doing. People are vandalizing a particular (laughs) monument in the cemetery. And it's like, whatever your personal feelings are for that family, come on. Like, there's still some people buried there. It
1: gets vandalized on a regular basis.
0: It's awful. Um, So, I said the cemetery was opened in 1884. And the first person... Buried in the cemetery was Samantha McPherson. She was 30 years old and died of typhoid fever.
1: Is that a big, a big plot that she's on? Because the name McPherson, I feel like I see a lot in that cemetery.
0: There are a lot of. There was a plot of McPherson family, but it's not hers. She's uh, actually buried up towards the front. So, uh, okay. Uh, we were really close to having this episode air. On the actual anniversary of her burial, she was buried there on October 29th, 1884. It's
1: coming.
0: Uh, Yeah, it's very close. But yeah, she's buried up towards the front. It's section two if you really want to look up a map of the cemetery, which good luck, because I tried going through the cemetery earlier and... No luck in finding some of these things. Like, I tried really hard with these sections. It's a 139-acre cemetery. Good luck finding one single headstone.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of wild. We actually even have a
0: family plot in there that I think I
1: need help finding every single time.
0: Oh, I know where it's at. And it's near a very prominent uh, mausoleum oh yeah in the cemetery
1: yes
0: so one of the first things you'll notice besides the pyramid when you first pull in after you pull in through the gates one of the first um headstones i guess that that greets you is hc dies so Uh, oh yeah it's really (laughs) ominous like you pull in it just real big this big square granite slab just says dies ah yeah yeah (laughs) So that's fun. He was, uh, he worked with a brick company. So he, again, with the bigger monuments and mausoleums, you have more prominent wealthy families. So he's got a nice big monument right there when you first pull in. So as far as the legends, the ghost stories around the cemetery, the first one I'll tell you about is Stiffy Green, which is who is featured on our drink this week Mm -hmm. uh stiffy green is a story of a bulldog who his owner is john c heinel and so that's why on his bowler hat you will see jch it is the initials of his owner john owned a floral company here in terre haute and Mm -hmm. it did really well and he the story goes that he had stiffy green with him in the store and he wasn't super friendly to patrons but he was very loyal to john and was always by his side um he didn't really like to be pet or anything there were a couple of people that he would allow in his presence but it was all about john it was john and stiffy green yeah uh and then john ended up dying of older old age um nothing crazy in his death but Stiffy Green and it never says like what his real name is. I can't imagine his name is Stiffy, Stiffy Green or Stiffy Green or anything like that. Um but after John's death, the dog became so distraught that he would run away from the family home and go to the cemetery and he would lay on the steps of the mausoleum and cry. Yeah. And they kept the family kept trying to take the dog home and Eventually, they gave up because he just kept running away, and they asked the cemetery, if they, the office employees, if they would just keep the dog, and like, we'll give you food, we'll give you money for food, but we cannot keep this dog at home, he just wants to be here, are y'all cool with that? And they said, sure, why not? So they let the dog stay, and eventually... Uh, I don't know how much time passed, but eventually the office workers contacted the family to let them know that Stiffy Green had unfortunately passed away, and they believed it was due to a broken heart because it was not too much long after John had died. So, rip. That's how I want my animals to mourn me. (laughs) Very sad. Well, there's a couple of stories behind Stiffy Green. This is the most prominent one is that after he died they wanted them to be together forever so what they did is they had stiffy green um stuffed and his eyes replaced because they said the most prominent feature on the dog was was his emerald green eyes so when they had him stuffed they put the emerald jewels for his eyes in and they put him in the mausoleum with john now because teenagers are teenagers kids want to see the dog so they started vandalizing it and trying to break into the mausoleum to see this dog Mm. why do you want to see the dog i don't know why but Uh, it got to be such a problem that they actually took the dog and put him in the historical museum in Terre Haute.
1: i feel like i actually read that it was back in the 80s so not freaking millennials and gen z don't even try to pin it on us um back in the 80s is when it got vandalized to the point where they decided to take Stiffy out of the mausoleum because someone shot a shotgun through the window and yeah. it hit him in the eye.
0: Yeah, one of his glass eyes is broken because someone shot through and it broke the the eye on the yeah. dog. Now, another story is that when he died, they didn't have him stuffed. It's very it's pretty much on par except instead of having the dog stuffed, they just had a statue made to look like the dog. Mm-hmm. So it's not actually the dog's remains just chilling in this mausoleum <laughs> right. or chilling in the museum. So it's the same story. It's just, it's either a real dog or it's a concrete dog. But it, it doesn't really matter. I don't know why kids have to be the way that they are, but they eventually moved him into the, the museums behind glass. So no one can touch him. You can't get to him. Um, actually, the Terre Haute the historical museum has moved. It used to be, Oh man, I want to say it was off of Washington or off of college, Washington.
1: It was Washington and ninth.
0: It was back in the neighborhood. It was in a very historical home. Uh, the, the entire museum was, and they actually, in the last couple of years, they just moved it into a more prominent building on Wabash Avenue. But that's, it's the, west side of wabash i believe so well it's not near the cemetery okay across from claver girl
1: yeah oh, okay okay
0: that's where the museum is now oh which where? i have not had a chance to go in there since it's moved there i'm kind of i'm a little sad because that museum was so it was so cool just to be in one of those historical homes and to see all this stuff and it's like natural setting.
1: Yeah. Oh, man, they had a whole Coca-Cola room. All the the I floors were like warped where people had walked over, on them over and over and over like
0: we It was just field an, trips there in <laughs> elementary yeah. school. It was just an
1: old Victorian home. Like, I don't know, it was really it was really cool. I'm I'm kind of bummed about it too.
0: Okay, so that's that's the story of Stiffy Green. Another um, well known uh, person buried in the, the cemetery is Martin Sheets. I don't know if you're familiar with Martin. Like S H E E T Z? It's an S, just oh. Sheets with an S. Okay. So he was a businessman in the early 1900s who had a serious fear of being buried alive. Uh, he was just super like convinced that he was going to go to sleep and his wife's like, put him under, like they just assumed that he was going to be buried alive. Yeah. So he had so many things put in place to kind of help him. The first thing is his first wish was to not be embalmed because if he were just in a coma, his fear was that he would be embalmed and it would immediately kill him. So if he wasn't really dead... He wanted the embalming process to not happen in case he woke up, like, you know, oh, okay. later. Yeah, you know. So just whatever. Just, just a good let nap. him rot, I guess. <laughs> Have a, a very quick funeral. Uh, then the second thing that he had put in place is he had latches put on the inside of the coffin so that if he they got to the point where they got him in the coffin and started to put him under, he could unlatch the coffin and come out and like, no, guys, I'm still here. Oh God. God, please don't. And then the third thing is well he wouldn't have gone underground because another precaution he had put in place is that he did not want to be buried underground he wanted to be put in a mausoleum Mm -hmm. so easily get out and a fourth thing he had put in place i'm telling you this dude was like he was very he's terrified absolutely terrified Mm -hmm. of this happening you know everyone has their thing well this is the one that This is the whole spooky story around it is Mm -hmm. he had a phone line actually installed in his mausoleum. So a working telephone that if he were to wake up and get out and unlatch his little coffin in his mausoleum and he's unembalmed and all of this everything, all
1: the stars align, he
0: this is where I didn't. I thought he could just pick up the phone and call anybody, but one story says that the phone was routed to go directly to the cemetery office, and that way someone could come running over and get him right away, because in the cemetery, he is diagonal from the office. He's, besides being parked right next to it, he is pretty darn close to the office. It's the first mausoleum you see when you're pulling in.
1: Okay. So he's
0: also really close so that if he got out and called, it would go directly to them and they could just run over, you know, the couple hundred feet and open the doors and let him out. So they, I wrote down the name of the, the fear that he had. And I can't remember what that, um, what that's called, but whatever homeboy had it bad, whatever this fear was. Yeah. So the story goes that he dies actually dies i mean he didn't wake up several years went by he's in his mausoleum and they're like okay well obviously he's peaced out he's moved on right he's doing his own thing and then the neighbors or her friends uh, the wife of martin sheets they hadn't heard from her so they went over the home to check on her and they actually found her on the floor and she had died, but she was clutching the phone in her hand. So they thought maybe she uh, was having a heart attack and went to go call the hospital or something and and died with the phone in her hands. So that was the story until they went to go put her in the mausoleum, and when they opened up the doors, the phone was off the hook. Mm Mm-mm. Yep. Oh. So. mm -mm, No. Then the story goes that Mrs. Sheets died of fright because her husband called and said, I'm not dead.
1: I mean, I'd be
0: a little upset. I don't know if I'd die, uh -uh. but I'd be a little upset. I might. Girl, (sighs) could you imagine? He's been, he had been dead for years at that point. Yeah. No, I mean, that'd be after. he's like, surprise, it's me. It's your boy. Uh, a couple other people, I guess I'll, I'll note on, uh, Eugene B. Debs and oh, he's yeah. buried there. He actually ran for president of the United States several times. Mm-hmm. Didn't make it rip, but, well, you know. but he tried, he died and he died of heart failure at the age of 70. Also in October, October 20th,
1: 1926. Man, we got a lot of anniversaries coming up.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Max Ehrman, he was an attorney and a writer. He wrote the poem oh boy, here we go Desider- Desiderata I have no idea. Someone's going to correct me on that I, I can no feel in my bones. Uh, well, he didn't really do too much of his attorney business. I guess he spent most of his time writing poems <laughs> but he had some of them published and he was no, I guess that's his notoriety is for his poems. Yeah. And you will recognize his sculpture in the cemetery as the large angel standing in front of a cross. So if you've ever seen that while driving through the cemetery, that's Max Ehrman. Uh, we have an actress in our presence. Ooh. It's a Hollywood vamp and vaudeville actress. Her name is Valeska Surratt. Oh, Uh I- she starred in several successful silent films before returning to vaudeville. Uh, it, I can't remember when it said she died, but her grave marker is unmarked. So there's something out there that's like there's a body here, but it doesn't have her name, which that's, I thought was so weird. Yeah, because I a went prominent looking for. Person? That's what I. If she was in all of these successful movies, I'm like, well, let's go looking for her, and I couldn't find her headstone and eventually after doing a little more research i realized it's an unmarked grave so yeah that sucks but
1: and you're certain she's buried there it's not just like here's a marker to show that like she was here but she's elsewhere with like
0: there was more information on anna Surratt, and i don't know if that was her daughter or what the case was i didn't want to i could only research so much because there's so much going on with right. the cemetery. Right. Um, a couple more things, because there is one story that really stuck with me. I'll, I'll get into a little bit. This is where they say that Highland Lawn Cemetery has gained a reputation for being one of the most haunted locations in Terre Haute. When you think about it, I feel like a cemetery probably would be very right. active with spirits because Duh. the um, you know the different ways these people have died, I can only imagine the unrest happening. Right. So... I mean, sure, I get it. Fair. Uh, One is of Claude Herbert. He is a hero, but he actually, he's considered a hero because he died in a fire around Christmas time. He had offered to play, he had just gotten back from the war I believe and he had offered to play Santa Claus for this uh for the kids you know just come sit on his lap and tell him what you want and right. i guess one of the light bulbs busted and this was back in whatever year it was it was a long time ago i didn't write the year down but um when it busted, it caught fire and it burnt the building down and he died saving people running in and out of the building. And then he went to escape and couldn't and tried to jump off the fifth floor and died. So he was a hero, but obviously he went pretty tragically. Yeah. Who else do we have here? Oh, there's one really sad story. So this one is, I know I wrote their names down. I'm going to be so disappointed if I don't actually have it here. Her name was Soka Riska, and it was her, Soka was a gypsy. Her and her common-law husband traveled around with their gypsy band, and they had traveled from Kentucky to Terre Haute. I'm going to have to do this one off the fly because apparently I didn't write it down. (laughs) So bear with me if I get this a little fudged up, but like I read it and it just stuck with me. I feel like I'm going to get this one pretty well, so... Soka Riska was part of this gypsy band, and she had her common-law husband. They came here to Terre Haute and settled down for a little bit, and there were rumors going around their their little commune here that Soka was having an affair on her husband, Uh, and he was not happy. So instead of asking around or confronting her about this. He did the only logical thing and he got very drunk and he got a gun and he went to their tent one night and he was convinced one, that she was cheating and two, that her dad and her brother were protecting her, that they knew, but they were like, just not going to tell him that she was doing this. They would, that everyone was just Gucci with her sleeping around on him.
1: Right. So he's just going off of hearsay.
0: Yes. Yeah. It was just rumors throughout. They're little, they're everybody that they had traveling with them. And so he got upset. He gets really drunk and he grabs a gun and he goes to the tent. Uh, They're all asleep in there. Mm -hmm. He walks in and shoots all three of them in the face. Like you do. Soka and her father died instantly. Her brother, her 20, she was 40. Her 24 year old brother missing almost half of his head, did not die instantly. Mm. He was still alive and did not die until later at the hospital. Uh, And when was this again? See, I didn't write down. It was 1914, I think, Okay, was the year that this happened. And it was a big to-do. Like, gypsies... uh, all across the country especially the people they were traveling with i guess they said when they they wrote about this funeral it was like a sight to behold you would have thought it was like a parade or a party they had like the whole shebang
1: right and to clear the air i don't know i don't know if you know this i don't know if the word gypsy is actually politically correct anymore i don't think it's it's more like a it might be more like a slur
0: Well, I don't mean any... I know you're
1: claiming ignorance here, because I don't don't know that for sure. I feel like I've been told that, but I guess just to know. But for the sake of conversation, this is how it was notated. This is how it was written.
0: In the early 1900s, this is how they referred to them. And they said that, you know, people came from all over the country to this funeral because it was so well-known. Like, what happened to them was so tragic. And when they eventually caught the guy, he was just Uh, sitting really chill. I was going
1: to say, what happened... Where? He what took did he off.
0: do? Okay. Um, he did take off and he, the, they called the police. They called local police. They called everybody. Cause this happened just outside of West Terre Haute, I believe.
1: <laughs> which is just, right. <laughs> um,
0: And they said, Something's you know, never be, be ready for a gunfight because he's like, obviously just on a rampage because if he just walked in and shot all three of them point blank in the face, surely he would have no trouble killing strangers yeah they show up and he is sitting outside of their tent with the gun in his lap just kind of staring into space and they said did you kill those people and he said yep and handed the gun over and went willingly
1: i mean maybe it was like a weird i don't know this sounds weird but like coming down
0: from a high like he got what he wanted so he ended up it was a hot mess I guess Uh, this is where it kind of gets fuzzy on what I remember exactly but he did not do the time he should have done in fact when he was in jail he deteriorated his health deteriorated so bad that it was costing them so much money to keep him in jail that they let him go again early 1900s I was going to say you could
1: have said that was in well no I was going to say you could have said that was this year and I'd believe it
0: (laughs) he it's so
1: ridiculous
0: his health was just so poor and it just kept costing them so much money to to keep him and was he like in his 40s healthy. or 50s i believe so hmm. uh yeah he he ended up walking and he settled somewhere the, and uh, lived nearby. comfortably comfortably peacefully and alive no he was uh, I mean physically and mentally it was he was gone, like he just
1: I mean I he guess, did not recover he, from it It's just I don't know
0: he should have done his time, but he shouldn't
1: okay, well, clearly, there was something mentally wrong with him, so he, something should have been done for his mental health mm-hmm. but neither here nor there,
0: mm. but I actually went out and I found the graves of the three, Soka and her dad and her brother there buried side by side there are three red headstones that look they stand out from everyone it didn't I mean yes there are other markers that are like that red stone but there's just the way it's shaped it's very different it okay it kind of sticks out and even if I like I hear the story of John C. Heinle and I hear the story of Martin Sheets and I look at the mausoleum I'm just like That's sad. Like, that kind of sucks what happened to you. But hearing their story and then actually seeing those headstones in person, it was kind of weird. Because I guess they said people still today will come out and perform rituals and, like, prayer, do prayers for them. That's wild. Because it still resonates so, so much with that community and what happened to them. I believe that. So all of these stories to say, like, I can only imagine how uneasy a lot of those spirits must be, especially those three.
1: Yeah, we're talking about three three instances in a 139-acre cemetery.
0: I believe they said over 16,000 people are buried there.
1: Which, for those of you not from... Terre Haute or Indiana, that's literally, that's over, that's probably a fifth or even a quarter
0: the population. Of the
1: population of Terre Haute. Yeah. It's about, the thing is, okay, the thing is Terre Haute's about, what, roughly 60,000? 60, 60, I believe. But we have Indiana State University, we have rose Holman Institute of Technology, we have St. Mary of the Woods College, we have Franklin Business College, we have Ivy Tech, we've got... I, at least a quarter of Terre Haute's popul- living population is made up of college, college students.
0: students. yeah. They're not permanent residents. It's, they're just here for a portion of the year. Yeah. And Harrison so.
1: Business College, not Franklin Business College. It doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> but that's... I could have kept going. I just found so much on this that I could have done a whole background on just one person. That's the as short as I could make it. I, I, if I could include more, I would have, but... I know I've kind of stretched it here, so that is the history of Highland Lawn Cemetery. Some of it I knew, some of it was news to me. Yeah, so. the,
1: the the wife and the dad and the brother that was news to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is interesting, and it feel I feel like that would feel very sad being at those grave markers. Like, and maybe it's because of the the energy to
0: this day that is still being poured into it. It was one of those, when I saw it, there was like this immediate like, oh yeah, I found it. And then just instantly felt sad mm-hmm. and just kind of looked at it with, I don't know, it's, there is a heaviness around it, just knowing their story and like seeing that death date on the same date on all three headstones. Just That's
1: probably a little unnerving.
0: And seeing 24, 40, and then 64, I don't remember how old he was. He was in his 60s, but and then the same death date on all of them was just yeah it was sad
1: yeah uh, another section of the cemetery that's sad is there's an
0: entire section of this See, cemetery i didn't even touch that because dedicated to just it was or- the it was orphans orphans yeah initially it was orphans it appears now that it's just kind of come become like the children's yeah. section of the cemetery
1: like, almost like infant section it's really it's not scary that's sad like you get a lot of feelings in this in this cemetery but that's just sad and I think what kind of amplifies it is people still like I feel like it's got to be people who don't even know who these kids were you'll go in there's toys there's teddy bears there's cards there's balloons There, are like people that's the
0: worst and
1: it's I, i'm getting kind it, of sad it's, talking it's, about it i'm trying to think about it very objectively but like we looked there was one day i think we went row by row and looked at every single like we made a point to look at every single gravestone and like acknowledge every single child um
0: because you don't know <laughs> if they know these kids or not some of them you can tell they have families but others it's just like it was a baby that yeah and it's weird because some of them date back
1: you know like a hundred plus years and then there's some that were just within this decade and they've got little batman figurines or transformers or my
0: little pony and and it's it's
1: sad it is very sad
0: i don't so sad Oh, like the Paw Patrol, like you see, they died in like 2006, and they're putting like these little cartoon characters on that are kind of newer. I feel like they're not that old, and it just makes me so yeah, sad. They put like, stuff out oh. there for their
1: birthdays. Let's. I'm done talking about yeah, the kids. I, I'm I, done I don't talking about the kids.
0: This this IPA is really it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sad because you know it's like oh they. They really like dogs, so let's... You know, they like Paw Patrol. Let's give them a little Paw Patrol puppy. It's like, oh, no. Man. It hurts so bad. It's so sad. Oh, my goodness. Shoot. yeah. <laughs> we didn't even touch that part of the cemetery when we did our own personal visit, which kind of leads us into... It leads us
1: into uh, our story. Our yeah. experience with this cemetery. So, like Megan said, it goes without saying... It's a cemetery. There's a lot of act. if, if I, I feel like it doesn't even need to be said anymore. If you believe in spirits, duh, you're here. There's at least an interest there. There are clearly spirits here, whether at rest, whether not. There's a lot of activity in a cemetery just by design. Mm-hmm. And I guess it just depends on how you want to uh, harness that energy and deal with it. Mm -hmm. So we have been to the cemetery a lot, mostly in the daytime. Like we said earlier, we are gluttons for punishment and we will sometimes walk and jog around the cemetery. And a lot of, so a lot of the time is just spent in the daytime really we haven't gone at night much because here's the thing if you like i think if you look it up online it tells you that it's closed after dark you can't get in there after it follows the
0: rule i feel like that's just a general rule for any cemetery as they're open from dawn, dawn to, to dusk, dusk and you get out at dark you leave it's done
1: right i feel like it exp- Specifically says that it's locked after dusk, but the thing... There's a giant gate, as we talked about. They built this big entryway that has a big iron gate. I don't think it's ever locked. I've never seen that thing
0: locked. That gate's always open, but there are a lot of signs sta- stating that there's security in use and there's cameras and... Yeah, I... Yeah. Part of me is
1: wondering if it's just like a deterrent. But, but... <sighs> this one's kind of weird to talk about because it is going out there is frowned upon (laughs) after dark it's frowned upon this is one of those situations where i feel like we should say don't don't like we're not even going to get to the rating before we say this probably don't
0: yeah just don't we are (laughs) not telling you it is okay to go out here in the dark after you know after sunset if you go out there after dark and you get caught that is
1: on you we said no right (laughs) that's that's the end of that so (laughs) contradictively and hypocritically (laughs) uh we have gone out there after dark and actually semi-recently and we took a friend with us. We actually we've mentioned her in a previous episode. I don't think she minds. So I'll go ahead and say it again. It happens to be the friend who hates spooky
0: things. She <laughs> does not like scary things. Somehow we convince her to go with us on this on these trips. I yeah, don't know. and I know believe why. we said her
1: name before, so it, so the, her first name, so it's okay. So Ashley went with us again. Um Sorry. reluctantly, but I I don't know. I don't know. She just likes to go along but does not like to play along if you will. Um so we recently went out is there a time... I'm actually trying to recall a time if we went out, like, in the past... Like, further past.
0: <sighs> Not after dark. I don't believe so.
1: Yeah, we always, we. I don't think we ever had the courage to go out after dark because we followed the rules. But we apparently just decided to break this rule this time because we had to know.
0: Yeah. Um. We've always known these stories and why had we never looked into it before.
1: Yeah. So so we venture out with the Nintendo we're not looking we weren't looking for Martin Sheets we weren't looking for Heinel or whoever the heck you said the three people I already forgot their names.
0: yeah
1: we weren't looking for anybody in particular so we actually didn't know about these story I mean I think I knew about the Martin Sheets story and obviously the Stiffy Green story like those are pretty much staples but as far as like all of the haunted happenings that come along with Highland Lawn Cemetery, we didn't really know, so we reached out to people to ask, like, what? Because where do you start in 139 acres? So right. we're like, do you have any suggestions? Like, what are we looking for? What would what should we keep an eye out for? And we were directed to very vaguely check out a mausoleum on the northwest side,
0: which totally narrows it down to like twelve. <sighs>
1: So. <laughs> at, at least, so I was just we're trying to pinpoint. I was like, I'm just gonna drive in the general direction of northwest until I see a mausoleum. Here's the problem: like we said, we probably passed ten mausoleums to get to the northwest corner, at least, and it was a no pun intended, a shot in the dark. We just kind of drove, <laughs> and I suddenly was like, this is this feels. Go-. I looked at. I think we all looked at it, and immediately we're all like, uh. Like, it just felt really gross. Unworthy. So, and I just put that park, the car in park immediately. I was like, this is it. I, we're checking this one out. I don't know if it's the correct mausoleum or not, but, like, we're checking it out. <laughs> Ashley just stayed in the car because she doesn't do spooky things. Mostly keeping an eye out for us. But,
0: so, we She's just, not getting out of that car. <laughs> no,
1: and I wasn't going to make her. No way. Um. So, the car is actually running in the back. We left her. um, And we
0: took we took a piece of equipment with us this time i don't think we haven't used some any kind of equipment in a long time so yeah so
1: this was we had to dust these bad boys off we pulled out the dowsing rods which we recently talked about
0: and i don't remember which episode five it was oh, Oki Oki Pinoki. Pinoki. there we go yep.
1: yeah and for those of you that haven't listened to the okie Pinocchio episode or don't know what dowsing rods are or whatever they're pretty simple they're little copper rods that Are fixated somehow, they have to be able to swivel. They're two L-shaped copper rods that you have to charge up, if you will, once they're charged, because copper is really conductive. That's that's not the word at all, but like this IPA is hitting different. (laughs) I'm like just rambling. Anyway, copper conducts electricity really easily, so you kind of like charge them under a light, and then they will use, if there is electromagnetic If there's like fluctuations in electromagnetic fields in the air, it should react with the two copper rods and they will like swing around, swing back and forth.
0: You just use it as kind of an easy yes, no to communicate with.
1: Yeah. So scientifically you use electromagnetic electromagnetic fields when you're doing ghost hunting stuff. uh, The idea is that there's spikes in energy when there are spirits around and that energy acts almost like an electromagnetic field, which will react with the copper bars that you have in your hand copper rods that you have in your hand mm-hmm. real fancy stuff so we took these rods it's yeah it's like a super watered down handheld version of a ouija board you get to ask yes or no that's what Pretty you much get it, yeah
0: and it, it's Maybe up to directional you. questions.
1: Right. Yeah. It's up to your discretion how you want to use them. Our general rule of thumb is whatever questions we ask, we ask the spirits to cross the rods for yes, uncross them for no, or if in this case we did use directional, like can you point in a direction for us in hopes that the spirit's energy is strong enough to swivel the dowsing rods to point in a specific direction. Yeah. Yeah. So we picked this mausoleum it is it was a clear night it was very clear the moon was very bright super bright but it was still uncomfortably dark (laughs) like i my eyes were having a hard time adjusting i couldn't Mm -hmm. see the name on the mausoleum at all
0: no i could not
1: and like we wanted to at first walk around i think mostly just for practical safety purposes to see what was around the mausoleum and I was, I was nervous. I didn't want to walk around, but I was like, I know we have to because,
0: Mm-mm.
1: yeah, so we very reluctantly walked around.
0: Not we, even around the whole thing. Like we just, yeah, we just kind of our peeked our around the back and we're like, like okay. yep, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that all looks looks uh, good back there. So the thing
1: is, we both, without saying anything, kind of stopped in the same place in the muzzle. Like we weren't like, this feels like a good spot. I think we just both stopped. And we're like, well, let's start asking questions because something was heavy. Something felt heavy. And I'm not going to say in a malicious way, but like you could just feel. There's a presence. Yeah, there's a presence. It's a a cheesy way of saying it, but it's true. Just like this specific spot of the mausoleum just felt very heavy. Yeah. So we stopped and Megan... Once again, held the dousing rods. It wasn't super cold. It was chilly, but it wasn't super cold. So, like, I I will preface by saying you could been You could add in the factor of like, could she have been cold and shaking? Sure, but as we said in the Okie Pinocchio episode, her hand, her,
0: her. My hands were holding them right up up against my titties. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, was to
1: find a, I was trying to find a nice way to say it. She Ta-ta-tas. was holding them up next to her tits. Oh. Like so unless she had a good hearty chuckle, they weren't going anywhere. <laughs> and there was nothing really funny at the time.
0: No. So we
1: start basic with Well, actually, no, we didn't start by asking questions. We we're really the older we get, the more mindful we get of
0: how we interact with spirits. Um, and it, this is just like a PSA. Don't just start going in all willy-nilly and I asking really questions. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. You have to set boundaries, just like in living situation, Just like with any situation, living or dead, set your boundaries. So we started by announcing our presence and saying that we were there We just wanted to ask questions. We were just there to learn more about the people that resided in the mausoleum. Mm -hmm. We didn't want outside spirits interfering with the conversation. Like we were very pointed in saying like we are just speaking to the people in the mausoleum. We don't want other people involved. We're not here for
0: malicious intent. You have to be stern. It's not you're not being mean. You just say this is what I'm here for. This is what we want. We ask no one else partake. We don't want to talk to you, thanks but no thanks. <laughs> yeah. like
1: in a nice yeah. way. and just say like we're not there to do any harm. we just want to ask questions. and we did like that that wasn't a lie. And in other situations like with Ouija boards, you could go even further. you can do incense, you can do candles, you can do prayer circles. like there's so sage. many ways sage there's so many ways that you can make yourself safe in this situation but dowsing rods are a little weird. so we basically just like set our boundaries from the get-go with whoever we were speaking with. Megan was holding the dowsing rods up against her chest, and we started very basic with, are there any spirits out here?
0: I can't remember. I think we may have even said, we want to speak to the spirit mausoleum. Yeah, are cause you I here? because
1: I might have done what I just did now, which was ask a very vague, are there any spirits here? Duh. We're, yeah. in, we're in a cemetery. So I think Megan corrected me and said, uh, are we speaking with these spirits in the mausoleum? And they they jiggled. It wasn't super convincing to me. I don't think it. It just they kind of like waved, and I was like, it could be the wind. It could be whatever. Yeah. Another thing that you want to do if you're going to use Dowson rods, Ouija board, whatever, is. Kind of like determine who's going to do what before you start because I think what also was happening is me and Megan were both kind of overlapping asking questions and it was probably kind of confusing. You should pick somebody who's just one person is going to speak, one person is going to ask questions, so everything is very clear. And I think that's when things started to clear up because I believe one of us backed off and then suddenly we asked, once again, one voice, are we speaking with the spirit? who are in the mausoleum, and I feel like this whole episode, this whole encounter for you guys is going to be, you have to take our word for it, uh, yeah. in that, once again, we did our best to make sure all outside factors were
0: accounted for. I mean, there's always a the chance for human error, but I i did the best I could, yeah. okay? So point is
1: we asked if someone was there and they crossed and it was actually, it was kind of, they were slow to get there, but when they did, it like snapped back and hit Megan in the chest, like, yeah, we're here. Yeah. And it was very abrupt and we're like, well, okay, hello. Then we do, we're like, hello, oh, I hope you're doing well. We're just here to ask a few questions, just like. Uh, Once again,
0: just to clarify. Yeah, we are not not mean. We're not doing
1: anything weird. I think, we did we ask if there was multiple spirits or if it was just one? Sp- like, well, we couldn't ask that. Yeah. This is, that's that's the hard thing about dowsing rods, and that's the trouble we were having, was trying to figure out how to just ask yes or no questions and still get some answers.
0: Yeah. Because they can't give you any information. You just kind of have to, okay, someone's here, so now what, what do you do next? So I guess the first, the next... Uh, logical question was are you at peace yeah with we're like <laughs> are you at rest
1: in this cemetery and those things uncrossed uh-uh. <laughs> it, it just very kind of slowly but fluidly just uncrossed and flopped away from megan we're like
0: and that's our sign for no yeah so uh <laughs> yeah because we did
1: another thing we clarified in the beginning is for us personally Crosses yes, uncrosses no.
0: So, and I did, I wasn't very clear, but I did state when I was holding them, I said, This is a stable, this is just a non answer. So, where they're just kind of pointed haphazardly, I, I tried to state like this is going to be a stable answer so this is neither yes nor no we just kind of when we reset this is where we're going to reset to so yeah um, so we asked them if they're at
1: rest and it slowly but surely uncrossed itself and I think we just wanted the clarification so we asked so we're like so you're not at rest and they swung back to yes and we're like okay we get it Uh and we kind of apologize we're like we want you to know it wasn't us for whatever reason we're sorry (laughs)
0: you're feeling that way and at this point you actually started to walk up to
1: right so because I guess I was getting impatient and I wasn't I did not have malicious malicious intent we were honest with the spirits I was just getting kind of impatient so Megan at this point is asking the questions and I'm just kind of keeping an eye out around the mausoleum, around the general area to see if there's any shifts in, in, I don't know, just surroundings. Uh, so Megan's asking questions. I think I made a hand motion to her that I was like, keep going or like, don't worry. Mm -hmm. And what did you ask before? I
0: think I, you started to walk up and you put your first foot up on the step to the mausoleum. And I said, are you okay with Kelsey? Getting a closer look, and they went. They, went. Sn- they and they didn't, didn't just uncross. They uncrossed and stuck. There was no waiver to them. They oh, were just no. very pointedly. It was like they hit a wall. Yes, it's like, like someone grabbed them and held them in place. And I said, Kelsey, get off.
1: Yeah, I immediately stepped out. I went, I am so sorry, and I think in good me fashion my first question to the spirit was are you mad at me <laughs> <laughs> so, like a good leap, I literally was like are you mad at me it, and it
0: didn't do anything no, it, it went to a stable position i think we lost it and it was just kind of wavering i was like kelsey get off <laughs>
1: yeah which made me more nervous because they're just like Whoo. Like, we lost the spirit. I was like, oh my god, they've gone somewhere to go get backup. We're in trouble. And I kept... I was like, are you good? Are we Gucci? Are you mad? Can Are we okay? And nothing was happening. And I was like, well, dang. Like, but we're, can we're we in trouble now. we
0: speak to you again? We're V. Sorry.
1: So, I think we were starting to get a little nervous. I didn't want to leave it that way. Like, I was going to stand there until we got someone so I could apologize to them. So, we just kind of kept not egging them on,
0: but kind we just of just asked again. I think we asked for them to come back. We said, are we speaking like we started from scratch or their spirits with us? And it eventually it creeped up, but I think it, it slowly crossed back to yes, it, but it wasn't convincing to me. This is one of those that I'm like, could I write this off? Maybe. probably, Yeah.
1: So we're just like, are we, we asked if we were speaking with the spirit in the mausoleum, but as, as un. Sure, as they crossed, they pretty sureedly uncrossed. Yeah, like because yeah. we're like, are we are we speaking with the spirit? It's like, oh, yeah. are we speaking with the person in the mausoleum? Nope. No,
0: no, you are not.
1: Okay, and I say I said that very harshly. It didn't feel mean. Whatever it was, it was just like, uh uh-uh. uh, and uncrossed. We're like okay, well, we didn't ask to speak with you. We want to speak with the person in the mausoleum. And then they just kept kind of, like, flopping back and forth like they were just kind of toying with us. Because we're, we're like, let let us speak to the person in the mausoleum. It's like,
0: uh-uh,
1: uh-uh. Yeah. And we're like, okay. We're like, do you want to talk with us?
0: Yes. Yes. It's,
1: it, that snapped into a pretty uh, Solid, confident yes. cross. And yeah. we're like, oh, Lord. Okay. And we're like, all right. Well, do you mean us any harm any malicious intent blah 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 and it like I feel like it just wavered again it It just was was not not being clear and I was
0: like oh my god so we tried telling it we're like we don't want to hurt you we just want to talk to you (laughs)
1: so like can you promise us that you're not here to hurt us and uh, it was another reluctant like it crossed but it wasn't happy about it um, we're like, okay, well, are you at rest in this cemetery? And it came, it came uncrossed pretty, it said pretty no.
0: immediately. And we're mm-hmm. like, oh, we're sorry. We didn't do this. <laughs> we did ask it at one point, And this is where the directional question comes in. We said, if we're not speaking to the person in the mausoleum, can you tell us who we're speaking with? Like, where are you buried?
1: Okay. That was weird yeah yeah i forgot about that part yeah because it's now been made clear we're not speaking to the in person right so megan said can you show us where you're buried and man like a door swinging open not even fast like think of like an old school scary movie where the door like creaks eee. open it, that's <laughs> what happened with the dousing rods is they both just like eep, and they turned it boom, together and stopped. stopped just immediately and there was wind in the air Megan was cold and a little shaky and they did not move. They moved very slowly and then snapped in place and stopped.
0: I swear at this point is when I said, I think we need to leave because (laughs) it was so sure. Like there was no shaking or wavering to it. It pointed and... That I mean, that it was, was it. that's where I'm at. I'm over there. And I was like, Ugh. okay.
1: And I think we made, if we made up an excuse for a spirit, we're like, all right, well, unfortunately we don't have a lot more time. So we need to head out. So we're going to leave you in peace. Are you going to also leave us in peace? No, no. And we're like, uh, okay, well,
0: we didn't do anything like, to you. Like,
1: <laughs> ha ha, very funny. Like, we are leaving and we're not, we didn't mean you any harm. We're leaving you in peace. Will you please leave us in peace? No. no. We're like, I I refused to leave until we got Absolute. this. I was not walking
0: out of there until we had an understanding. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Megan, kind of like a
1: firm, like... I don't even know what you just kinda got like a weird teacher voice on and you're like, We're leaving and we need you to tell us that you are going to leave and be okay with us leaving and it like it literally if this if these dousing rods had a
0: voice it went oh. fine Fine. and like crossed i just like i said you have to be very stern with your intentions it's not like you're demanding but i just said this is what we're doing you will do this will you do this like you tell it this is what you're gonna do and and then tell me that's what you're gonna do these
1: dowsing rods really came out here and rolled their eyes (laughs) straight
0: up fine I so, said thank you very much. Yeah, so
1: we quickly <laughs> but nicely were like, okay, thanks. You have a nice night slash life after life. Mm. <laughs> we are out of here. Peace and blessings, and we left. So it maybe it doesn't sound like
0: much now, but it was
1: it was weird in the moment because it was so uh, interactive.
0: And to be the one holding the dowsing rods, I don't know. It's almost it's. Uh, I think I was quicker to jump and say, let's go, because I could feel it. I saw it moving. It was right in front of my face, and I was just yeah. like, good Because we <laughs> talked about when we got in the car and left that
1: it was it was getting cold. We were getting tired, and Megan's holding the rods, and I, I swear, I didn't want to call her out, but there was a moment where I'm like, you're leaning. Like, you are turning your hand. I could see her turning her hands. I'm like, you're trying to create an answer here, but... I think the weird part was I saw Megan shifting her hands and that's when the dousing rods like refused to cross. It was when we were asking, can we leave in peace? Will you leave us alone? Yeah. Will you leave us alone? Will you leave us in peace? I suddenly saw Megan's hands swiveling inward. I'm like, this hoe is out here trying to fake an answer, but it's fine because she couldn't get them to cross.
0: Yeah. And I'll be honest. I, I've stated this a couple of times when we talk about like the Ouija board and things like that is I don't like to be the person to create something spooky. If it happens, it happens. And at this point, I already knew the dousing rods were something was interacting with them. And I I wanted it so badly to say, I'll leave you alone that I d- my body leaned forward. I'm like, well, maybe if I kind of like kind of coax it to say yes then we weren't even trying to invoke
1: something spooky we were trying to be like i'm tired and cold let us go
0: home (laughs) and even with me leaning forward trying to make them move in that direction to persuade it to to cross it refused to cross the I was waiting to see if Kelsey would call me out on it, but my body leaned forward, I, my hands kind of leaned forward. I was like, please cross. And yeah, it,
1: I wrote it off in my mind because I, I know you, and I was like, I know you wouldn't do it. It wasn't this, like I but...
0: made it very obvious, but I was trying to like kind of just push it in that direction. I'm like, please leave, like almost trying to shake it out of my hands, and it was like, uh-uh, no, I'm staying. Yeah, we talked about it in the
1: car and Megan admitted she tried to make them cross and could not get them to cross. So that was also the a little weird. The worst
0: part was it, they wouldn't
1: cross. Yeah. So. yeah, they didn't cross. And I'm like, I gotta go. I like gotta pee a little bit. We need to get out of here. And to be fair, to bring it full circle about why don't go out here, is part of why we also wanted to hustle out of there was oh, Lord. we saw cop lights, like police car lights flashing in the distance and then more, and as we were leaving, we we think someone like completely unrelated, and this is real life and not haunted stuff. We're pretty sure like Terre Haute Police Department cornered somebody they across someone, like, the street
0: from us, tri- triangulated or something.
1: Yeah, because we're nosy and we did like a giant drive around to see what was happening. And there's like, yeah, they had like cornered like triangulated in on this location that was across the street from the cemetery spotlights spotlights and going all. in every open field and then here comes a black car out of the, the like completely dark cemetery that says no visitors after dark i turned off my headlights i
0: was like maybe i can sneak out of here
1: yeah i didn't want them to see me until like the very last second until it was too late and pointless which granted it if they are out there with their spotlights on looking in fields, I think we're the last They're of their not worries. They're looking at us. Yeah. But I still, I turned off my headlights and like ghost rode it out of that cemetery as long as I could. It was so, honestly kind of scary. Would not recommend. Right. So that was all spooky in itself. We went about our lives the next day and we both independently decided to go back in the daytime to look at this mausoleum because we did, like I said, we didn't see the name. It was just a random mausoleum that we stopped at. Mm -hmm. And I drove up and found it. And I contacted this friend again. And I was like, Hey, do you recall the name on the mausoleum or the direction that it was facing? And I got a cardinal direction. They said West. I was like, okay, well that's, narrows it down only a tiny bit but the mausoleum that we did do this at was facing west so I pulled up took a picture sent it I was like is this it and they said yes I was like oh and I started to talk about how it was creepy and they pointed out in the picture they're like do you see where it's burned on the side (sighs) The corner where we stood, where we felt the most energy, where we stood and asked these questions mm-hmm. is the corner of the mausoleum
0: that's burned that we didn't see in the dark. Yeah. It's the entire side is black.
1: I didn't, I did not pay attention They're in complete daylight. I saw it. I took the picture. I sent it. I thought nothing of it. And one of the first things they said is, so did you feel it too? Do you see where it's burned? I was like, uh oh heck (laughs) like that that messed me up when they pointed that out I was like oh my god I wasn't ready for because I was like that was the spot they didn't know I was like that was the spot we stood and asked the questions and got very uneasy
0: yeah and then I ended up going out separately of course and I I was more focused on trying to find who it was that we were actually talking to. It's almost like they, whoever we were talking to in the mausoleum, one didn't really want to talk to us, but the other spirit wanted to talk so badly that it pushed it this other one out of the way and said, notice me I'm over here. Yeah. So we both kind of discuss this and we, we determined that it almost felt childlike, like they didn't want, they had our attention and they didn't want us to go. Yes. Um, and, and that, there was nothing that indicated this whatsoever, but after discussing later, we also felt like it was also a male no, presence. No, so I thought
1: this whole interaction was creepy, so I want to kind of explain it. So the thing is, like, we said in the car on our way out that we it, we said it felt kind of childlike, kind of playful, but that was the end of the conversation. I think we were just done, ready to go home for the night.
0: Oh, the ugh, next that night, yeah.
1: Yeah, so the next day when, when we went our separate ways and we checked out the cemetery on our own, I was I was set on finding this mausoleum, getting a picture of it, making sure that was the correct mausoleum. I didn't really have time to look at anything else, so I didn't. When Megan went, she took in the surroundings and went with the intent of trying to find who we talked to. So actually on her way here, she called me uh, before we started recording and well, it was her and Ashley were back together. And Ashley's like, I need to ask you a question. I was like, oh, Lord, I don't know what this is even about. I didn't think it was podcast related. And Ashley's like, so the the spirit that you guys were talking to, can you tell me what gender you think they were and how old you think they were? And this was something we had not discussed. I had just had mm-hmm. this thought on my own. And so while on speakerphone, I told them, I was like, well, it felt very playful in like a, I hate, I, I'm not, I almost want to not use the phrase in a whole like boys will be boys thing. It felt like a childlike boys spirit. So I told them, I was like, to me personally, I think it's a younger male. I would say between the ages of nine and 11, because that feels like it wasn't super childlike behavior, but it wasn't mature behavior either it was like someone who was just vying for attention which to me is in mm-hmm. that in that sweet spot of nine to eleven years old I said about nine or ten years old they both just went
0: <sighs> well, and I, I, I'll be honest I didn't know she was gonna call you and I really wanted to save it for this podcast and ask you about it but she called and I was like oh Duh. I want to tell her not to because I really wanted to surprise and delight you because well
1: I would uh, Will surprise and delight all of you now because their reaction was what it was because
0: uh, we when we were out there looking for the cemetery now it wasn't in the direction quite the direction that the dowsing rods had pointed but the closest thing I could find and. <sighs> What Ashley and I were looking around all around the mausoleum trying to find anything because we said it felt childlike and then I got concerned because all of the people surrounding it were were older, definitely middle aged at the very least. Yeah. And so that's like a really weirdly prominent section of this. It kinda it crossed our mind we're like maybe it was an adult with a childlike mind. Mm. So that would make sense. It could be that way, and we were about to give up because there's no way for us to know without researching these individuals uh, themselves to to know their their mental health and their mental history. You know, so we're like, well, if it was an adult with a child like mine, I guess we're just we kind of have to live with the disappointment of not knowing who it was exactly. Uh, but then, as Ashley and I were leaving, both of us at the same time we look down at this it's a grave marker that's closer to the ground it's not one that stands up high or anything Mm -hmm. closer to the ground and both of us said 10 at the same time and i looked her, i was like what and we come across a headstone with the name george edward hoff And he, it doesn't have a date or a month, but he was born in 1909 and he died in 1919. And it was surrounding the mausoleum. (laughs) And also when they told
1: me that, I would, I was like, shut up. I'm busy right now. Could you not do this right
0: now? (laughs) He's the only real child close to that mausoleum.
1: But like, I just want to pat myself on the back for my intuition
0: there and that's if it was like I said it it wasn't the direction the dowsing rods went but if he's not necessarily hanging out at his grave marker he could have been up and walk around and be like I'm over here right
1: <laughs> and we discussed how we believe we think that child children's spirits yeah just like kids spirits come through a lot more intensely like unbridled if you will because it's carefree even in death like mm-hmm. I, whether it be they don't really recognize that they're dead or it's they were so full of life when they did pass
0: they um, weren't jaded with life experience yet yeah. so. Jesus at,
1: at the ripe old age of 28 right now I'd be like let me die and leave me alone don't talk to me <laughs> Um, but we yeah, just I think I think personally kids spirits come through a lot more intensely for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's I, it. Th- I think that's it. So it was on it. It was very it's an interactive. Like I said, it's it's a cemetery. So if you want guaranteed contact Some type
0: of interaction, a
1: cemetery is probably your best bet.
0: Yeah. Now you don't know who you're gonna get. Obviously, there's so. I think there's so much energy and so many spirits that, even though we said this is we, who yeah. we want to talk to, this is what we want. We if even said have, nobody
1: else don't talk. Nobody else talk to us. We are speaking to this person right here. They still create. If their way you in. have
0: a strong spirit like that, I feel like they're going to find a way regardless to get in contact with you so
1: and that is why we lucked out that it seemingly was a child's just playful spirit that butted in but this is why you should take precautions and maybe not be so willy-nilly with the whole process like yeah sage candles incense prayers whatever whatever you got to do to set your objective and set your boundaries with the spirits and make sure you thank them make sure you welcome them make sure you thank them because they gave you their time that took a lot of energy no pun intended here it took a lot like
0: mm-hmm. just
1: be grateful for it <laughs> be thankful yep. for it
0: so now that we've got all that history and background and uh our own personal experience oh, lord i was
1: i was like that was an adventure to tell that and i just realized
0: we have, we have to, to rate, rate it
1: <laughs> one of us sounds so much more excited than the other uh, but it'll be an interesting this will be a very interesting rating i Ooh. know i was thinking
0: about it already when we were kind of wrapping things up so the first thing we're going to rate this on is historical background
1: historical accuracy
0: historical right. accuracy this is so i
1: okay i, I think mean, we've got to countdown are we doing it
0: yeah Three. I'm nervous.
1: I Hold on, because I got to prepare, because I said I wouldn't. <sighs> I have to come.
0: Yeah, all right. Three, two, one, five. five. Yeah. This is our
1: first five.
0: And I can say that solid because everyone that's buried out there is true. I guess the only thing that may waver a little bit and bring it to like a 4.5 is the fact that we were not there and we didn't see it happen personally. Like the story of John C. Heinel, not John C. Heinel, sorry, Martin sheets mm-hmm. with the phone and his, um, mausoleum.
1: Oh, I mean, you could go to the cemetery right now and
0: I'm sure you could ask the cemetery office, uh, but it's not something like, unless you actually can look in there and see yourself or you can ask someone, You know, I need to know: Is it in there? Did this happen? That's the only thing I think that would bring it down to a four point five. But everything is—it's right there.
1: It's now. Here's my question: What did we rate Hundred Steps at? I guess okay, because the thing is, we weren't doing the cemetery there. We were doing—we were
0: doing the legend of the care supposed caretaker that okay, you Okay, because I was see.
1: like, so why is that cemetery less? But it's because technically we, it's not This the one, cemetery.
0: there is, there's so many people you could focus on that I'm going to go ahead and stick with my five. I'm sticking to that one.
1: I know, I actually, I don't feel bad about it. And I said, you got to work real hard to get a five out of me. And I mean
0: i think it's because this is such a broad story it's not like specifically you're gonna see martin sheets pick up his phone like that's not right so i guess that it just says there's a bunch of spirits there and they'll talk to you
1: yeah and i mean that's what we got historical accuracy is a five
0: is a five that feels good that feels right i feel good about that one yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh number second thing we're gonna do. <laughs> the number second thing. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna rate this on is the scare level. Scare level. Yeah. Is that right? It is. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <The> <laughs> oh scare my level.
1: god. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Guys, it's late.
0: So, the scare level on this is kind of, for me, I feel like it's gonna be <sighs>
1: I don't say... I
0: don't know if you'll expect it or not. Okay, are you ready?
1: I think... I got I got it. I'm sticking okay. my guns here. Scare level.
0: Scare level. <laughs> For, I mean, it just like our personal, how I felt, how scared I was. Or just like the average person. I guess we've never really... You can't generalize how other people are going to feel, so I okay. guess just
1: go off your own. Ready? Three, two, one, two... One.
0: Okay. And I only say that because I was like, I, I had adrenaline, but it was because I was doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing. Not because yeah. I was about to talk to a spirit.
1: It, like, one, there's signs that are like, there's cameras out here. It says specifically, do not come here after dusk. And, you
0: know, the looming police yeah the chase that's going on just because we could we
1: could hear it happening and then suddenly we saw the the red and blue lights and we're like oh god so that like got my eternal i think yeah it makes me wonder if i should change because really what quote-unquote scared me out there were the living things like i was
0: worried about getting because i've
1: been stood down by deer so many times in that stupid cemetery i was worried about like actual animals i was worried about the cops i was worried about getting caught other than feeling uneasy Mm -hmm. i wouldn't call that being scared but i felt uneasy out there but it's there's a lot happening because it's a cemetery yeah so i you i'll go ahead and go down to a one why not i'll keep it
0: at a one all right so it's
1: not so it has a very low scare level but that's not to say that it's not good which i guess we'll get to right
0: no it's still fun but it's like we're pulling in there and we we were talking about it amongst ourselves and we're like if we we could walk into the cemetery in broad daylight and probably get some kind of interaction.
1: Yeah, I guess it just depends on how you embrace history. Like, I wouldn't call either of us history buffs by any means, but we mm-hmm. definitely, we're appreciative of the rich histories of something like cemeteries. So I feel like we have this sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Respect.
0: I say I couldn't get appreciation it. out of my head, and that's not right. Yeah,
1: uh, appreciation, respect, whatever. Like yeah. we we can appreciate the history behind a cemetery and not be spooked by it necessarily.
0: All right. Okay. So, so the last thing we're gonna rate this on is believability of the story, which the story again is very vague. Keep that in mind; it doesn't yeah. say any one particular things. So again, this may be kind of a weird rating. Yeah, but- I guess the
1: story is just. Is the cemetery haunted,
0: yeah, which, and there's spirit- there's spirits there,
1: believability, oh gosh, this is weird,
0: yeah, are you ready
1: i you know what I'm gonna say because I'm like adjusting, all right,
0: ready, yeah, three, two, two one, five, one, four. yeah, see, we switched on that one. The uh, only reason I take it down to a four is because. In the way that we decided to communicate with the spirits with the dowsing rods, there is one hundred percent room for human error.
1: <sighs> okay, that's fair. I guess I was just going like on more than a feeling. I wanted to sing it really bad, but I'm not going to. I'm just going on like the feeling of like I can just feel it in my bones. Like
0: if, if you're so- subs- if you're susceptible to it, I guess if you're you're willing to feel it, then yes.
1: And to, to be fair, something's weird about that mausoleum. I yeah. high key want to go out there again. Something was off because I uh-uh. didn't point out the fact that there were so many mausoleums to choose from. And I pointed out to the friend who told me to head, head in this general direction when I sent them this picture of like, let me just shot in the dark, send you this this mausoleum. And they were like, that's it. I was like, we felt it. We stopped I took how many random turns at the last second was I like I'm going to turn here and then we pulled up to this mausoleum took one look at it and we're like this is it Mm -hmm. and stopped and stopped in the exact spot where they said they saw the felt the exact same feelings something's not right about that mausoleum and I would like to dig further into that down the road.
0: But yeah, maybe even just research who's there, and if you can find out what happened, that may answer a lot of questions, yeah, the name too. was
1: McKean. I don't know if I told you that. Yeah,
0: I did see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, McKean.
1: So, something is off there. I think everybody that knew about this was in agreement with that. Something's weird about that spot. All
0: but right, so with all three of those ratings are historical accuracy, scare level, believability, what does that bring your total... Rating two.
1: I'm just ready to give an answer. Yeah, mostly because I'm getting tired. All right, (laughs) all right, ready. Three, two, one, four. Four. Yeah,
0: it's so weird because (laughs) it's not. It's not driven by scare level. It's just very. I
1: I am mostly just like I'm in it for the history. Like I'm very involved in this one because of the history behind it. There's so much. Like you could quite literally throw a rock, hit a tombstone, and like find background on them and it's
0: please don't throw, throw rocks at tombstone yeah, don't do that
1: but it's gosh just those random three incidents and we have such intense stories like
0: just imagine what else is out there and what's crazy to me is that this is just our, our little it's a big cemetery but it's in Terre Haute Indiana could you imagine just more well-known cemeteries I guess this is just here and in the history I think it's so interesting and you know I'm, I'm sure that if the people listening to this podcast are just as interested in like the history aspect of it if you have something like a a, a big cemetery or even an interesting little quirky cemetery near you the the history behind the people that are buried there I think it's fascinating so yes. same so yeah that's this This kind of wild reading yeah this was a weird one it it was different only because of it we weren't in for the scare it's Mm -mm. no it's only just it's interesting i don't think i even
1: went with the intent of being scared i went with the intent of like speaking with somebody and we got we got what we wanted i got what i wanted yeah
0: i was fine with it yeah all right that's it that's the episode episode episode. whatever number we're on who cares anymore (laughs) that was highland lawn (laughs) cemetery
1: and we have no new patreon donors this week but and that's okay we're okay that's fine yeah we're still we're it's a slow building process and that's fine but i mean we have full-time jobs outside of this this is just our
0: fun little side project Uh, so all so worn down all support monetary or not is appreciated yeah for
1: those of you that interact on our social media that reach out to us that tell tell us you like what you're hearing tell us little quips about stories of places that you've been We're super appreciative of that. It's really fun to hear it. Really fun to hear from people that we haven't heard from in a long time. Just the support, like we always say, the support is really nice. Um, It doesn't have to be monetary, but if you would like it to be monetary, you can go to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash or so they say pod. Uh, Every little bit of money definitely helps. We've got to recoup some costs for... um, equipment that was purchased to start this podcast we actually need to start hitting the road very soon um we've been plenty of places mm-hmm. but we actually we're starting to come up to a point where we need to start visiting new places uh, which i'm excited which for. i'm fine
0: with <laughs> yeah
1: i'm super excited for it it's definitely the right time of year for it but it's gonna take gas money it's gonna take
0: wear and tear on the car yeah and,
1: and fuel for the car and for my body i'm all <laughs> Like hungry, probably sixty percent of the time. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's that's where the Patreon donations are going. Is now you're gonna see very tangibly here soon where it's going because we're gonna start hitting the road, like like we said in the very beginning, finding new haunted places, and we're excited. So yeah, Patreon.com forward slash or so they or so ugh, forward slash or so they say pod. Reach out to us on our. Social media platforms: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or so they say. Pod. Um, That I think that's all she wrote. That's any plugs any. Oh,
0: there is one last thing. I totally did just remember. I just want to let you all know we hit another new country, (sighs) and it's a big (laughs) in.
1: I was gonna say, and it looks like whoever you are out there. It wasn't just a one and done. Like they started an episode and they're like, Ugh, gross, it, bye. Oh, like they, they've, <laughs> we, we've got a couple listens out here and we finally hit
0: Russia. Oh,
1: I was going for a different one. Oh, so we've got two new we've countries. Got two That's new countries. Right. Now Russia. Russia was just okay, like Russia. a one off, but Russia. Russia,
0: if you're still listening, yeah, we, 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 appreciate, we appreciate you. <laughs>
1: uh, but no, the big one that there's a reoccurrence, whoever you are, we, it's, nuts and thank you is
0: the united kingdom that's right yeah which, i forgot god how this... could i forget they found us and they were like yeah i'll, I'll check it out yeah Just kept listening so like yay Yeah. so <laughs> if
1: you're if you're still listening we hope you're still listening at this point but uh we thank you that's really cool like, it's so cool to see this spread and it's it's little piddly numbers maybe in some people's eyes but like dang hidden what now what have we had el salvador singapore austria united kingdom it's
0: yeah it's nuts all over the place we're getting there i will take what i can
1: get i'll take what i can get
0: (laughs) right we made outside of indiana and that was more than we ever (laughs) anticipated so thank you guys so much thank you for your support please check us out and we'll see you on the next episode see you then bye i'm
1: getting some sleep
0: (laughs) bye okay bye Mixing and
1: music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Cody Mason. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at or So they say Pod. Visit us at our website OrSoTheySayPod.com, where you can find links to all social media. If you like the show, please subscribe to our newsletter and consider donating to our podcast at patreon.com forward/ slash or so they say pod. Running a podcast takes time and money, and we'd love to give you the best listening experience possible. Episodes can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help drive us up the charts. And of course, thanks for listening.